Once again, it's time for the NHSportsPage.com weekly three-up, three-down podcast. I'm Justin McIsaac, Dave Haley at NHSportsPage.com World Headquarters. His boss at NHSportsPage keeps sending him on these road trips in the middle of the week. You have to talk to that guy. He's really not good to you. He's wearing me down. I know. The, uh, <laughs> the, the all week, the, the four snapshot, snapshot articles, and then the double home, the Winnicott at Exeter, and then uh, – radio show followed by the trip to Groveton, followed by uh, the Patriots Super Bowl, followed by a trip two days later to a Hanover uh, doubleheader against Lebanon last night, and uh, I'm thank God for coffee. I'm just battling through to, to write the column. It's all good, though. All good. But, uh, and, and last night was a lot of fun. Two unbelievable games up in Hanover, but uh, yeah, I'm a little, a little fried at this time. Yeah, <laughs> this, but... Doing this in, in addition to the real job, quote-unquote, so it's... Uh, Tough time of year. We'll get through it. You got to write that guy a letter. Tell him to ask him what the hell his problem is. That's what I would do. If He's I wearing you. me down. He he seems to be gaming this Lance Legier guy, but then he's sending me all over the place. So I don't know what his <laughs> deal is. Oh boy! All right. Well, it's uh, well. We had a wild night, especially in D one last night. Uh, so let's hop right into our three up and three down. And end well, that. I want to go ahead. Want to name our sponsor? Real oh quick. yes, yeah. It's it's a long night for me too. Uh, how can I forget Concord <laughs> Orthopedics with locations in Concord, Derry, New London, and Wyndham? They're a great sponsor of uh, all things Capital Area and beyond. Dave Haley, right? I would like you, yeah, Justin, as a longtime member of our team, uh, to support our sponsors. If you could go out and just run up the hill three or four times, you should definitely blow on an ACL, and then go to Concord Orthopedics. That'd be terrific. Odds are, sponsors. odds are if I went to Concord Orthopedics right now, they would find seven things they could fix on me. That's without <laughs> just, just sitting here. I'll support I'll support our sponsor, TJ's, in downtown Portsmouth. <laughs> uh, I'll continue, and then you you run up and down a hill four or five times. Yeah, Concord Orthopedics, you go in for a checkup, and they would tell Renee to come pick you up on yeah. uh, on Saturday morning at 9. It was pretty much it. Like, there's not a lot we can do for this one. Actually, if anybody could, they could. But there you go. So uh, thanks to Concord Orthopedics for helping uh, bring this podcast in. Uh, as always, we start up with the teams that are up. I feel like maybe in the future we should start with the teams that are down, and then then we can uh, end on a positive note because we always kind of feel – We can switch it up this week if you want to. We do absolutely no show prep. We can switch it up if we want to. Let's. You know what? Let's switch it up right now so we'll end the podcast on a positive note. How about that? I like it. I like it. All right, so we'll start with ready? three down. All right, I'm going to start with Dave Chase is going to like to switch. The Con- Concord Crimson Tide, yeah. uh, who lost last night 66-60 through to Dover, lost 55-43 at Keene, and then lost to Manchester Central 55-50. Um, they've lost three in a row. And Concord, with their schedule, really should be set up to do really well. Uh, I know I've mentioned this, and I'm not trying to keep picking at the scab, but they don't play Winniconnet, Exeter, or Portsmouth. And you could you could make an argument that those are three of the five best teams, three of the four best teams in Division One. There are other teams certainly worthy of, of being Salem, of course, and, and, and other teams as well. But the point is they don't have to go out there and play those guys. So that's an advantage. Uh, and now they've lost three in a row. They're still a playoff team, but they've got to play Nashua South on Friday, which is a a resurgent Nashua South team. They go at Salem next week, who got thumped last night. We'll get to them, um, and we'll be ornery when they see them. Then they oh, they got an easy win. Actually, no, they're not. They got an easy win on the fifteenth. They go at Spalding. How dare so you, sir? Oh. 
Um, and then at Wyndham, which is not easy. EJ Perry's team picked up a win over Pinkerton last night. So those are four games in a row that they could lose. So, again, Nashville's held at home. Then three straight games at Salem, at Spalding. Those are going to be very, very hard places to win at. And, uh, and, I, and I think Wyndham, you know, EJ Perry, a coach like EJ Perry in his first year at Wyndham, I expect them to start playing better at the end because he's such a terrific coach, and, uh, and I think they will. You know, they're 3-7, and seven, and Wyndham right now feels like they have shot playoffs. So for Concord, and then they get Keenan home after that, who, who they lost to. So, um, you know, for but, Concord, it's going to be tough sledding. they gotta, they got to figure some stuff out right now. I'll say this. They have Timberlane tonight, who they should be, but Timberlane beat Keen last night. So you got to be careful of yeah. that, too. So, uh, yeah. I mean, Jeff Bowman owns Keen. It's just the way it is. Jeff Bowman doesn't lose to Keen. That's right. He yeah, really he doesn't. 88 in a row, one of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Owls are banned from the city of Keene at this point. If you see one, they they, they take it, they remove it, they take it to uh, to Vermont. It's 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 just where, fact. Where was the electric factory last night? I mean, where were these guys? They all spread out at universities all I, over. It. They had Harvard and and and, and Brown, I, and Princeton. Where are they? I don't think they're at those colleges, but I, they probably are at university, at university somewhere. <laughs> they're the kind of colleges that you and I would go to. So that's why we love the, the electric factory. So, <laughs> Very relatable. Uh, all right, my first team down and uh, saw them last night. And with the losers of three straight win iconic. I have to I have to say they're down. Dave, a close one last night to Londonderry. Uh, but they've lost three. It's not like they're losing to the Little Sisters of the Poor, uh, uh, Salem, Exeter, and Londonderry. But they looked a little lost last night, in, in my opinion. They had a hard time with the physicality of Londonderry. And uh, they, they they don't really have any time to rest because they have Alfred on Friday night. So, uh, And then at South, who's as we said, they're on the rise. And uh, North, who's played well this year. But, yeah, Winnicott had three losses in a row. And I, it seems like Nick Hepburn being on the lineup really, uh, really hurts them. Yeah, we're covering that game. We should mention uh, you'll be covering that for us uh, for any sports page on Friday night. We're covering uh, Austin Grass will be with you. We're going to cover Winnicott and Alvin on Friday night, so we're excited about that one. Uh, Jen and I are going to be covering a really good Division Four game, Pittsfield at home against Epping on Friday night. So we're covering uh, two more games. We are cranking out the games for, for our coaches. Uh, their gold level you know, membership for $100, $95 actually gets them every single full-game video that we produce all the way through Durham and the championship games at UNH. So parents can get it to burn DVDs and so forth and so on. So, um, yeah, Winnicott, you know, they lack that uh, – they lack the third score. I feel like I've been writing about that a lot. I thought Lucas Shockey might be that third score. He hasn't evolved into that. He's a good passer. He's a good young player. But he has not evolved into that third score. Um, they need, uh, you know, Joe LaRosa is your glue guy. He's not a guy he didn't score last night. Jordan Fuller had one point last night. He's not a scorer either. He's a defender. They're doing what they do. Um, you can't ask them to do more than they're capable of. And that right now, the neck Hepburn injury, I think, is huge. Because I saw him against Dover in the one game he came back. And in the second half, he started to find his group, played very well. He's got great size. So... You know, they're without, you know, that, that third score. They're without Hepburn. They're without a guy who they can rotate the ball to and knock down jumpers. They still think they're going to be just fine. And like you said, they lost to three of the best teams in the division. And it was funny, like, we were coming back from Hanover last night, Jen and I, and she said, I feel like when it kind of, kind of swoons this way every February, and then they kind of write themselves and they're fine by the time they get to the tournament. Doesn't it kind of feel like that? Yeah, you go through uh, a little bit of this, I think, so – I, Jay, Jay will have him playing fine, but he, he's going to have to have him playing fine quick because Alvern uh, is not messing around. Well, that, those are two teams headed in different directions right now. Not headed, but 
playing, you know, uh, at different levels right now. So, yeah, that's going to be a really tough game for them. So, um, yeah, I think you can see the winner coming down, but um, by no means out. I think they're, they're going to be fine. Very high on those guys. All right, your, uh, your second team down, Dave Haley. Uh, talk about the sisters of the poor. This is a school that uh, struggles with funding, struggles to, you know, uh, there's a lot of kids getting extra money at, at lunch every day and stuff like that being helped out uh, the Dairyfield School in Manchester. <laughs> so there's a lot. I don't even know if they have uniforms this year. I think they just kind of have the scraps that they were able to put together. Uh, Dairyfield has now lost five of their last six games. Uh, we covered them last night. We sent Lance this year and Nicole Morero over to uh, Port Christian and PCA with a very good 64-42 win. All the highlights up on NHSportsBase.com. Um, but Dairyfield down headed uh, down to be uh, on the road in the first round of the Division Four playoffs, and they look like they'll probably be like a 12 seed or something like that, mm. which would probably send them to Sunapee, I'm guessing, um, which I don't think they would mind, to be honest with you. But – you know, Max Byron's been as good as we thought Max Byron was going to be. He's one of the last leading scorers in the division. For Max Carper, which has been uh, pretty solid at center. they got a kid uh, playing their point guard who, who's done a good job for them. Um, uh, but And Rob Riley does. Colin McKay uh, has been their, uh, their point guard. And Rob Riley's absolutely a terrific coach, one of our favorites. But they just don't have much around them, and they haven't. This is the time of year when you're talking to coaches – Box scores don't always tell you everything. I really talk to the coaches, and if there's a team kind of making a move one way or the other, I'll just call. Like I talked to Rob Fossey last week for like 20, 25 minutes. That's how I, you know, that's how I learn about these teams. Mm-hmm. And they just haven't developed that guy who maybe was athletic in November and all of a sudden has really started to figure things out and come through for them. Like Garyfield hasn't had one of those guys step up, and, and that's why they've been struggling. All right, there you go. Well, I'm going to stick in Division Four for my second team down. Uh, it's the place you were at Saturday, Dave Hilly, from whence I thought you and Adam Thurston might not return. The Groveton Eagles, they've lost three straight uh, at Littleton, uh, at home to White Mountains, and then, uh, of course, the rivalry game to Colebrook. What's going on with Groveton? What do you see? Well, I mean, I think they're... I, I think they just... They are what they are. Um, you know, they, they've got two really skilled forwards and Gavin Simpson and Josh Wheelock. Matt St. Sears is a little sophomore. They got back Julian Kennison, who's a sophomore guard, and um, they're not super deep, but really nobody is in Division Four. Um, you know, I, I think Groves just sort of is what they, you know, I think they're beating the teams they should. They still have that good win over Sunday. They beat up on Moultonboro pretty good. They go at Gorham and Kane and Pittsburgh the next two games, so I expect them to win that. Then they play Littleton, who they have no chance to win that. Uh, finishing with Gorm, so I think they'll finish three and one. I think that Mark will get a home playoff game, and I, but I think that loss to Colbrook, who by the way, Colbrook, I was I came away very impressed with. They played really hard, and they got some pieces there that are kind of come together. Malik McKinnon is a kid I love, like down low, and and um, and uh, you know Carson Rancourt shoots the ball well, John Shear. But to keep it on Groveton, you know, I I just think that they they lack outside shooting. Um, they don't have anybody that you have to worry about on the perimeter. Uh, the press, they don't have the best personnel for that pressure defense. They don't have a shot blocker. They've got two good forwards. I think they might be a quarterfinal team, but a quarterfinal team that struggles to compete once they get to the quarterfinal round. I think that's sort of the ceiling for this Groveton team this year. All right, so that was, uh, that was my second team down. Uh, your third team down, Dave Haley. This is going to break your heart. Go ahead. The Bedford. Bedford Bulldogs. Uh, oh, how did you? Uh, wow, I'm shocked. Yeah, the, 
You had, if you, people don't know this, but if you go to Dave's house, there, first of all, there's a pedestal, and then above the pedestal, uh, there is a framed picture of the Bedford Bulldogs, the last seven Bedford Bulldogs teams, signed by every player. So this is not easy for him to do. I almost called you a very bad word, and Clark uh, Spedes <laughs> would not have been happy with me. Listen, they're down three Shardier brothers. Three, not two, not one. Three of them graduated last year. Not two, so, uh, not three. They, they've lost. They've lost five games in a row. They've lost to Londonderry at Alvern Central, at Goffstown, and uh, to your Spalding Red Raiders last night. Uh, by the way, an offensive explosion last night. Shane Hudson with ten points. Yeah, well, I mean, Keegan's out for a couple of weeks. Somebody's got to pick up the slack, right? Is he out for a couple of weeks? I'd sneak in a simple Yeah, he, uh, a so he so he has a couple things going on. He, he tweaked an ankle back in the Portsmouth game. But he also, in the beginning of the season, he got a tooth knocked out, had to have that replaced, and then they took his wisdom teeth out while he was doing it. So he's got all sorts of stuff going on. He's like the, he's like that first car I bought where it kept running with, through, with duct tape and spit somehow. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, well, <laughs> the key for them is get Keegan back um, in time, you know, to be ready to roll for the playoffs and stuff like that. My advice to Keegan, if he's listening, sit out the Seacoast tournament. There's no reason <laughs> to play in that. It means nothing. Oh, he's, Don't worry about it. He said, if, he said if he's in a wheelchair, he's still taking the floor for that. So that was, that's a direct quote. What? He's staring <laughs> me down. He wouldn't even say hi to me before the game last year. And I go, what? I go, Keegan, what are you doing? He knows. He's like, I'm getting game mode. Like, what? <laughs> Get your kids staring me down. Um, no, I, I, uh, Bedford has just kind of struggled to uh, – to kind of get off the mat the last few games, uh, Mark Elmsdorf does a, a really good job over there. And they've got really, really good athletes. Uh, Justin O'Neill is a junior, is a kid who I'm really high on. I think that he needs to kind of step into that scoring role. Thomas Morgan is playing, you know, point guard for him. And by the way, shout out to Ryan Toscano, who we covered in football for Bedford. He's going to be playing at UNH. He's going to be calling Ryan Toscano, I found out. Nice. So heard from, uh, from his family. So excited about that. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, Bedford's been down. And, I, you know, I just think. In Division One, you know, you can get, uh, I like to say, sometimes the result is it's sort of like Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind, like staring at that wall because there are some confusing results. And, you know, like Alvern absolutely beating up on Salem last night. Who saw that coming? Um, don't try to read too much and pr- try to string everything together. But Bedford's hitting a tough part of their schedule, and they're, they're struggling with it right now. Yeah, so uh, as you said, five straight, uh, and they get Exeter next up, so it doesn't get any easier for uh, for the Bulldogs. But uh, it, Exeter, did, did, did you hear the show last week? I'm trying. Uh, Kristen Morissette, Cody, and Josh's mother begged me, it, 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 in fact, pleaded with me to stop calling Exeter Exeter. So with the E G G F, I've been trying. So to, I'm trying very hard to say Exeter. I've been trying to be more aware of that too, because I think somebody on uh, on your website one time when we did a baseball game left like a, like a, like seven swears and I was like, oh, this guy sucks. He's saying Exeter, not Exeter. So that guy's inspired me. Oh my me. god, it really bothers him. Like, yeah, I said it to Pete, who's the king of pronouncing right, and he actually <laughs> gave me the tomato tomato comment. He's like, ah, it's not much different. I'm like, oh, there you go, Pete's sticking up for us. I guess it's a a, Bur- a Berlin Berlin thing. You know how people in Berlin will uh, will hunt you down if you yeah. say uh, Berlin? Berlin? It's Berlin. So maybe it's the same yeah. thing. Who knows? Uh, two I, two I communities can come together. I love for us doing this for so long and then even coaching all these kids, as we joke about, in the Seacoast term from Exeter and, and Spalding and Portsmouth and, and Dover and so forth and so on, that we still have people yelling at us that we don't know anything about the team. That's the best part of this. <laughs> well, they, you got it, folks. 
<laughs> doing it on spare time. <laughs> you got it. It's great. All right, my third team down. I'm going to have to go with the team you saw last night, Dave. Hit over three straight losses. It's tough to give a team uh, a down when they lose to double was double or triple overtime to their rival. Triple. Triple overtime. What happened? I did not hear what happened. Jen, Jen's training somebody at Hallmark this morning, so she's such a trooper. She'll get the videos done when she can. The Hanover girls were absolutely outstanding in the post-game interview, uh, which was cool because they'd seen the videos from us with the, with the Exeter girls and stuff like that, Dave Sokol, Nikki's team. Uh, and uh, and before that, you know, we, we covered Farmington and uh, when they beat Hinsdale, so forth and so on. But, um, yeah, they uh, kind of struggled to score last night because – What's weird about Hanover Lebanon games is that all the kids know each other and all the coaches, they run their veteran coaching staffs, both very good ones. Uh, they run really good motion stuff, trying to get back cuts to the basket or like, you know, uh, it's trying to set back screens. And, but it, both teams know each other so well. So it's just, and they know each other's moves. They play against each other during the summer. You know, it's a lot like those old Central Trinity games and right. stuff like that. So uh, Nolan Gantris hit some big shots, but what happened last night was, um, Charlie Adams hit a huge three. Um, Lebanon couldn't score. Uh, they had to foul Charlie Adams with, I think, uh, 20 seconds left. Uh, he banged both free throws. This was in the second overtime or the first. I can't even remember, to be honest with you. We'll see it on the highlights. Lebanon came down. No timeout. Dave Fosher had him run good motion. They got it to John Williman with four seconds left, pulled up for three with three seconds left, and drilled it to tie it and send it to another overtime. And then in the third overtime, Lebanon really just – uh, warmed down Jeff Holt, the center for Hanover, fouled out, and Simon Roach soon after that fouled out. But yeah, no, I think Hanover. Um, you know, it's I, I think it's the matchup with them. Mm. I think who they match up with in tournament, they can either be a scary team or or I'll take a look at that matchup and maybe go, oh, that's not a good matchup for them. So we shall see. But uh, you know, they could play Lebanon again in the playoffs, which would be interesting because I just think they're going to end up in that same kind of between 6 and 10 and 11 kind of ranking. Yeah, they got two winnable games coming up, uh, Hollis Brookline and then uh, at Kennett, who has not has been a little disappointing. And then they have Conval and Pelham. Luckily, they get Conval and Pelham at home. Now, you know, not not easy games by any stretch of the imagination, two of the best teams in the division, but at least they get to play them, you know, after the, those teams have to make a long road trip up to Hanover. Yeah. Leo Gerskorn, head coach of Conval, is making his debut on the radio on the High School Hoop Show on Saturday. I love it. The, the, he could make he could break Sean Young's words per ten second record all, all time. Uh, that's I I feel like that's uh, that's like Cy Young's wins. That's never going to be broken. It is kind of <laughs> I, I, you know. Uh, before we move on to the the teams that are up, uh, when you talk about uh, this, you know, like crowds and kids, and sometimes you can just get like that atmosphere. There's a little bit of fear between the way the kids are going back and forth and all that. I've never had more completely safe of two student bodies going back at each other than Lebanon and Hanover last night. They're very at peace and very safe with Hanover and Lebanon kids <laughs> going back at each other. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not exactly like being at uh, one of those little Memorial Central games, right? Where uh... Very polite. Very polite. <laughs> very polite kids. Very, very, uh, they'll be doing just fine the rest of their lives. Very polite kids. Very, very fun atmosphere up there last night for those two games. We'd never covered Lebanon and Hanover, and frankly, Hanover just boys haven't been good enough the last few years, but they certainly are now. And the Hanover girls beat Lebanon, who are undefeated. They got a huge win, um, and uh, it was it was a really a lot of fun. So both those games will be up today on the site. It was a lot of fun. The Longhorn AU program sponsors our coverage, so we really appreciate that. They were terrific.
Nice. All right, now we can end. Uh, well, not end. We're halfway through, but we can. The back half's on a positive note here, Dave Haley. Let's go to our teams that are up, and we'll start with you. The Alvin Broncos. Gotta ha- gotta have them up. Thing. Way up. Yeah, they didn't just beat Salem; they hammered them. Seventy-two forty-seven. Seventy-two forty-seven. Yeah, they hammered them. Uh, Kyle Poulin didn't play, but uh, for Salem. But that, I mean, if they lost by five, then that's a big factor. But when they lose by uh, by seventy-two. 45 when they lose by 25, it's not a factor. Uh, Ryan Weston has been just shooting the ball really, really well. He's really started to pump in points. Uh, and last night they got it from a, a bunch of different guys. I, I'm not shocked that Alvin would beat Salem. I'm shocked they put up 72 points on him. But Marty Edwards, um, you know, one of our favorites, uh, is a real smart guy, real good guy. Um, and he, you know, I think that group is kind of communicating better, coming together. And, uh, you know, they're seven and four. You know, they were never out of it. I think once on the radio show, I said something like, you know, what's going on with Alvin? And I think Pete was like, they're four and three. Like, you know, they're not, you know, they're not two and five or anything like that. But they've really started to figure things out. And it sets up for a very big game, which I'll be previewing in the Thursday column, uh, that you will be covering on Friday night. Alvin at Winnicott, uh, we kind of got ourselves a good one out there on Friday night. That's a big, that's a that's a huge game for both teams, really, especially when a comment losing three in a row. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two teams, uh, one back on their heels, one kind of uh, chomping at the bit to get back on the floor, I would imagine. So yeah, that'll be a big one. And uh, live audio, that will be on uh, MOSM, and the link will be on uh, NH Sports page. So you get, you get double coverage on, out of that. So that's what we like to see. Uh, let's see. For my first team up, I'm going to go with the Dover Green Wave, Dave Haley. Yeah. Defend- they got off the mat. There, there is a pulse. They got off the mat. I give them total credit. Yeah, and uh, listen, that Spalding game was uh, was bowling shoe ugly, but uh, you know, a win's a win, especially over a rival. Forty two thirty eight, they did what they had to do, uh, and then uh, getting a win at Concord last night. When you got a you know a team on the road, you're not sure how you're going to play. Anytime you get a road win, that's good. In fact, uh, let's see, just the the second road win. The other one came at Merrimack, so uh, good win for uh, Matt Fennessy and crew. And now they got a, a, a tough test coming up, Londonderry. They're on the road at Londonderry. Uh, it, it, that's who they beat in the, in the first round of the playoffs uh, last year, if, I, if memory serves, right? That, that, that controversy that at the end of the game? That is absolutely true. So I'm, uh, I'm sure the game. I was going to say, I'm sure Londonary had that one circled since the end of last year, so that that's not going to be easy. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm talking out of school and you covered the game last night, but um, I will not reveal my sources uh, ever. But I have a source within the Londonderry basketball program. Again, I will not reveal my sources. <laughs> but Ethan May uh, may not have been happy, may have been very disappointed that he did not make the NH Sports Page Select roster senior team that will be playing against BABC. Do you happen to know, Justin, how many points Ethan May had last <laughs> night against Winnicott? He, he had 29 last night, Dave. And, 29. And I, I said to him, so, I, said, I said, listen, uh, Ethan, you know, Dave would have put you on, but he said you couldn't start for a D4 team. He had to put a D4 player on that team. <laughs> guess, who, guess, who Ethan, guess who Ethan May is playing for in the Seacoast tournament? <laughs> You'll need him. Yep. <laughs> certainly, certainly excited to have him. But uh, no, uh, so I, I keep. I feel like every week I talk about Nate Stanton and the job he's doing. But it's just unbelievable job. And yeah. Londonderry, he's amazing senior. But they got yeah. some young kids on that team. They're not going anywhere. Hey, our boy Ty Vicko scored a thousand point last night. So huge shout out to uh, to our buddy Ty Vicko. Couldn't be happier for him. That's right. Let's. Uh, so Dover's got at Londonderry, then uh, home for BG, home for Alvern, home for Bedford. 
Uh, they'd be favored in two out of those three. Maybe not uh, favored against Alvern, but certainly a game they can win. Then at Goff's down, and they finish up at Exeter. So they can they can win more than they are. Look at just look at eyeballing the schedule on paper. That's uh, let's see. That's I'm, I'm, let's go, Mike and the Mad Dog here. All right. So at London Dairy, uh, uh, dog, dog. Do you want to be dog or do you want to be Francesa? Who do you want to be? Not- <laughs> I can't do it as well as those guys said. Although I love listening to uh, Chris Russo, Mad Dog, screaming about how horrible the Super Bowl. The Patriots are lovable. Uh, They're not lovable. Uh, <laughs> you can't hold them. You can't grasp them. Dova, Dova, uh, going to Londonderry. They're losing. They're not winning. They're not winning at Londonderry, Mike. They're not winning at London. Okay, dog. Then they're home. They're home for Bishop Girton after that. This could be a career-ending choice by us. Let's they, they are home. I'm, I'm overly exhausted from Hanover. Why not? Dog, they are home for BG after that. That looks like a win, dog. <laughs> They're going to win that one. BG's rolling in the wrong direction right now, Mike. After that, okay, so they, we, we have a one and one and then they have the Alvin Broncos. Uh, that, to me, that's a toss-up, dog. I don't know. I, 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 Who I, can I, tell? Which Alvin team's showing up? Who can tell? Can't tell. It's a toss-up. So well, that, that that's a toss up. I'll 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 give them a loss. I, I have to give them a loss. Uh, the Bedford at home. I that that's a win to me, dog. That's a win. They're gonna be Bedford. They're gonna be Bedford right now. I'm telling you, Mike. They're gonna be Bedford. They beat them last year. They're gonna beat them again. There's no shot of your brothers on that team. What are you gonna do? I, at Coughstown, I give them a win. I give them a win, dog. I I think they oh, beat the I Grizzlies. John <laughs> <laughs> Towns five and six. Pete Terrier, every week, Pete Terrier works at a Little League reference. I know I went back to Dave Haley's voice, but we know it's <laughs> uh, And I wasn't doing it very well. Uh, Goffstown, uh, Goffstown's a 5-6. and six. Ryan Cowett is doing a terrific job. Virginia Virginia Tech's own Ryan Cowett is doing a great job. So at Goffstown, uh, that's a to- I'm going to make that a toss-up game right now. And at Exeter on senior night, uh, I don't believe Kevin Mike, Mike they allow, lose but- at Exeter, Mike. My- I think that's a loss. <laughs> I have to say it, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> this, this. If you haven't watched the Mike and the Mad Dog uh, 30 for 30, uh, either watch it because it's absolutely classic for how petty things get, or just wait 10 years when they do one on McIsaac and I when we're no longer speaking <laughs> to each other. And his wife, Renee, is on there with slumped shoulders going, I don't know what to tell you. We, Dave Haley, hasn't, we haven't talked to him in 10 years. But so some sort of falling out. But the, the, the best story from the Mike and the Mad Dog was when – they were going out to Indiana for, like, game six of the Indiana-New York Knicks series, and the flight got delayed an hour and a half, and Francesca goes, okay, well, I'm going home. They're like, what are you talking about? He goes, the flight's not ready. I'm going home. He's like, well, really? Because the flight was delayed to Indiana. He wasn't going to India. Uh, Indiana. I don't have time for that. get on the plane. There was no Diet Cokes left. I don't have time for that. That's, that's so they, when you hit the diva. That's when you've hit the diva yeah. stage at that uh, point. Where, I, I can't wait to get to that point, by the way. so <laughs> it, it was like last night. Jen and I were late to the game last night because we hit a traffic jam in Concord. I picked her up at Buffalo Wild Wings sponsor in Concord and then drove out there. Then we hit another traffic jam in Hanover. We missed the first quarter pretty much, which really meant nothing because it was a triple overtime right. game. Um but it would have been like if I if, if Jen got in the car, we got on 93, and there was a traffic jam. And I said, forget it. There's a traffic jam. Forget it. And just dropped it right back off. Just turn around. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Dover was my first team up after all that. And all that Mike and the Mad Dog was for Mike Lynch, who I think will appreciate it. Uh, your second team up, Dave Haley. I, I think everybody stopped listening in the middle of that. So, I think we're just doing this for one another, just for record keeping. I'm going with the Messinic, uh, with the Messinic Vikings. Uh, they have been playing really well. And uh, and they got they got some quality wins on this. Hell, John Langlois, Sammy Stoffenecker is going off. The kid's scoring 
at 41. Uh, I don't remember where on Friday night. Doesn't matter. Doesn't need to be looked up. And then he had, I think, <laughs> that was, another 25 That was at points. Guilford, Dave. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. That was at remember. Guilford, just so, just so you're aware. Guilford. At Guilford. Yeah. I told Kevin Dame, <laughs> who they beat up on Guilford last night, what Kevin, the head coach of Winnesquam, I said, I think you walked up to a dying horse and shot it in the head last night. Unfortunately, <laughs> my coach told me that. I know. Wow. I'm not happy. That's, I know. I know. Little... I just think the, the boys are struggling right now. I'm gonna, we're covering them in baseball season. That's all i got to <laughs> say about my boys in Guilford. I believe. Love you, Corey Weston. Meet it. Uh, they beat Fall Mountain on the road. They beat Mascoma. Um, Mascoma, by the way, is going to be scary when they get Connor Thompson back because they're, they're, they're winning games without their leading score. They won at Newport. Uh, they did win at Guilford in overtime. They beat Hopkinton, and they beat uh, Hillsborough Deering last night. Yeah. So all of a sudden, they've been stringing together six straight wins, seven of their last eight. Their only loss was to Conant. And, and, and it's time to kind of look at Messinic, who's right near the top of the standings now. I think they're 10-3. and three. Yeah. And their only losses are Campbell in the season opener and two losses to Conan. So, I mean, they've, they've been uh, real quality. They got St. Thomas coming up uh, February 15th. Uh, and I believe that is a game that we will be covering in Dover that night. So, uh, so they've got some good games. And Winnesquam, who's been playing much, much better. They get them next, uh, or excuse me, on Friday. So, yeah. yeah. And anytime you win, uh, you know, uh, the, five of the last six have been on the road. I don't care who you're playing. If you have five of six games on the road, and you win all of them. That's that's to me. That tells me you're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, they've got the talent. It's young talent, and uh, and listen, John Langlois is is a really good basketball coach. And you know, I, I think it's taken the kids a little time to get used to him and him used to them. Um, and maybe things are starting to come together for that team. I I, I put him in the jamboree for a reason. I'm high on Messinic, and uh, I think Sammy is a really good playmaker. Sammy Stoffenacker, he's up for the player of the week uh he's in the poll this week and um they've got some you know that resume just strictly going by you know resume wins and kind of putting my jay billis hat on uh they've they've been real quality they got mad at me a couple years ago because i made a comment they hadn't really beaten anybody yet and then i think uh, his father was saying bad words about me over text (laughs) message but uh my friend dutch love dutch uh but they've 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 got quality wins. They got a good resume. They they they're our legit team in Division Three. So I give them uh, I give them a lot of credit. All right. Speaking of a team with three losses in Division Three, one of my teams up. I'm going to go with the St. Thomas Saints. Dave Haley. Uh, yeah. Good spe- call. Especially that win at Campbell. I mean, we knew St. Thomas was pretty good, but going to Campbell and winning that's uh, that that that's a statement win. Then they, uh, you know, a lot of times you think, oh, you you, you come back home after a win like that, you have a little letdown. Now they beat Berlin. Managed to survive uh, the Mountaineers and then went to Prospect Mountain and won. So, St. Thomas, uh, one of the uh, one of the teams maybe you don't want to see come playoff time. Yeah, Andrew Kavanaugh's tough, you know, and he's got kind of that little. He's he likes he's a big who likes to square up on you, takes a couple hard dribbles. He's got like a little floater in the lane. It's really hard to guard because you don't know when he's kind of kind of releasing on that. And Sean DeCorn, who we know from bas- uh, from football season, he was our runner-up player of the year in Division Two football as a quarterback. Um, he's averaging 13 points a game. Has been very good. They still don't have that third score, but in their big wins, those two have been enough to carry them offensively, and they're playing better defense uh, under Sean Murphy, their head coach, as the season goes on. So yeah, St. Thomas has been real solid. All right, your uh, your third team up, Dave. I gotta go with the Epping Blue Devils. There you go. Gotta go with them. Gotta go with them. Absolutely. I mean, they went over to Newmarket and slayed the Dragon, and I didn't think they were going to do it. And a lot of other coaches before didn't think they were going to do it. And not only did they do it, but 
because there was a mistake. Peyton Rivers fouled out early in that game. It was a miscommunication on who the foul had been called on previously, so they thought he had three fouls when he actually had four. Ah. So Peyton was still out there, and we've seen that happen before, going yep. way back from all of our years doing this. But um, uh, they've, they went over there. They are now, as, as we speak, they're in the driver's seat for the number one seed. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Jen and I are going to Pittsfield on Friday night to cover their game against uh, against Pittsfield, the defending champs. And Pittsfield at Pittsfield's going to be a tough game for them. And uh, But if they can win that game and win out, um, then Epping's going to be your one seed. Uh, Littleton's going to be your two. Newmarket's going to be your three. And uh, you might get that long-awaited Littleton-Newmarket game uh, on a Monday night instead of a Saturday, or excuse me, instead of a Friday night. Yeah, that's huge. Just avoiding a Littleton as long as possible is, is, a, is a big deal. And, and also bouncing back from your only loss of the season if you're Epping and, and doing it at Newmarket. So that's a lot of stuff going on there for Nick Fassett and company and getting a nice overtime win. So uh, that, uh, they have at Pittsfield. That's no gimme. Uh, at Farmington. Sorry, Thurston. That's probably a bit of a gimme. And then at PCA, that uh, no gimme as well. And home for Dairyfield. So they have a chance to win out here, uh, especially the way they've been playing, and be the number one seed, which I don't think we saw coming. We thought maybe they were the third best team in the uh, division. Maybe you can – well, now I guess you can make the argument they're the second best team. They beat Newmarket all of the split the season series. But, yeah, in, in the Catbird seat right now. Yeah, no, I give him a lot of credit. Hunter Bullock had uh, 32 points in the game, six for eight from the free throw line in the fourth quarter in overtime. Uh, he got it done, and they went over and beat Newmarket. And, um, you know, I still think any one of those three teams can win this thing. But Epping's got uh, a, a much easier path to the championship than they would have if they were in a different bracket. That one spot, um, when you're talking about maybe a Woodsville or a Sunapee or a Dairyfield, in the other semifinal is a much easier road than having to play either Newmarket or Littleton. Much, much, much. I can't, I can't emphasize the word much. Just capital letters, letters on each of them. M-U-C-H. <laughs> much easier than, than, than the other bracket. All right. Uh, for my third uh, and final team, uh, I, 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 I toyed around with a couple of teams. I'm going to give a, a, a shout-out to Newt for winning a game for the first time in three years. Thought about putting them there, but they did, they did lose by 60 to Epping, so I don't think I, I don't feel like I can put them up after that. But, but they won a game. They hadn't done that since uh, since the Obama administration, so shout-out to them. Um, I thought about Summers Run. That seems too easy because I think they had I had them last week as well, but a great win at Belmont. last week. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with a complete homer pick, Dave. The Spalding Girls, the unstoppable juggernaut, known as the Spalding Red Raider Girls, uh, with another win last night. Uh, Dave Haley. You know what the last time they hosted a playoff game was? Uh, Jimmy Carter administration? No, nobody knows. That's, they may never have. That's the point. Uh, and they're in position to maybe do that uh, as uh, Mary Parody, the sophomore. Dom, yeah, Dom's little sister? No, no, no. Dom's her older brother now, I think, is how they're going to start referring to that. Uh, wow. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, she had 22 against Dover, Dover's Division One, and they had a big comeback win against Dover. And uh, yeah, they're 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 tearing it up in uh, in D2, which is uh, where they belong, I think, as far as girls basketball goes. But one, two, three, four, five, six wins in a row. They shouldn't beat Jen's Co Brown Bears, which led to be almost getting into a bear attack with Benny. Yeah. Uh, so uh, seven of their last eight. So I'm, I listen. Could we have two spalling teams in the final four? There's a non-zero chance of it happening, Dave. Oh God, I don't know if we can handle that. <laughs> but no, shout you out to, the, to do the, the entire game as Mike Francesa. I think if, if they get to the girls' final four, uh, it's more exciting to do it as Mad Dog. So I'd probably do it as that. 
By the way, you weren't about to get into anything with Benny. Benny was about to tear you to shreds, Benny the Bear. So, I mean, you weren't walking that's, away from that. That's probably a fair assessment. I didn't, you know, yeah. try to puff myself up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's probably got Listen, Katie Raymond, Eliza Bro, Brooke Looney, uh, they're the senior trio, and uh, Mary Parody just filling it up from uh, uh, getting more aggressive as the season goes along. They're one to watch. Keep your eye on them, Dave Haley. It's been fun interviewing the girls after the game. The girls' teams, they, they get into it a little bit. Uh, the Exeter girls were a lot of fun on Friday night when they finally beat Winnicott. They hadn't beat them in a million years, and it was really fun having them. And, of course, last night, Hanover beating Lebanon, who had beaten them early in the season, and Lebanon undefeated coming in. So the girls have been a lot of fun, these interviews. So uh, for people on the site, check it out. We're, we're, we're building our girls' coverage, and I think we're following through what we told people. We're trying to do stats for every single team where – we need a lot more coaches on the girls' side to send us stats. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and for the boys, you know, we want to get to that level as, as we do with the boys. So, and, and let me just say real quick, quick editorial here. I, I've, I've seen a little bit of belly aching from some boys' teams. Like, oh, cause, you know, that, that play doubleheaders, why do we have to play first? Because they switch the doubleheaders now and then. Listen, it's 2019. Knock it off. Yeah. The girls can play the, the late game sometimes. For goodness sake, what are yeah. you doing? I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, well, we're boys. We're a little spoiled, but I, I think yeah. it's a good thing, and, and I'm glad. I was again last night. The Littleton, I mean Littleton, the uh, the Hanover Lebanon girls played uh, the second game of the doubleheader, right. which was great, and uh, and it was a great atmosphere, and they deserved it. And uh, no, absolutely, I'm I'm all for it. Um, we're going to be next uh, Thursday. Jen and I are going to be at Deerfield. Uh, we're going to be covering girls eighth grade girls basketball for what? our friend Jared Woodman. <laughs> Jennifer Chick Ruth and I, uh, championship game over there. They're going to, Joe Manzi is going to announce the girls of the starting lineup. We're just going to have a lot of fun covering, giving the eighth grade girls over at Deerfield the kind of coverage that the high school kids get. So it's wow. kind of something we've been working on. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. A lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. That'll be, uh, that'll be tons of fun. By the way, before we go, because uh, I'll be putting something about the Seacoast tournament soon, Joe Manzi's putting a team in the Seacoast tournament. He's coming for you. What? Yeah, I saw yeah. it. You didn't mention anything about this. Oh, I don't think he's. I think he's scheming behind the scenes. Joe Manzi's putting a Seacoast team in. He reached out to me this week. Who's he putting? Who does he have any players? Yeah, obviously he would put. Listen, I don't. I feel like you can't have Jay Manzi and Shane Hudson. Who are we going to have announce these games? That's the only reason. I think Lance Legier is going to be exhausted doing Seacoast games on the, video for us, yeah. The only reason Shane Hudson and Jay Manzi aren't fighting McIsaac is because they're too valuable as announcers. But now Joe's going to take we, that away from us? My goodness. We got five teams right now. We want to have eight. I got five committed, and we haven't even, like, kind of opened up. If you're listening to this, put a team. Try to play. You know, what, you know not, neither, none of our teams are so dominant you can't beat us. And, you no. know, not at all. Mine is. You know, we're in a little bit of a rebuild. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> But uh, but put teams. This is such a great tournament. So I, I don't know. I'm always confused by kids like just not having the initiative to put a team together. But go grab these guys. You talk to each other on Snapchat, Instagram all day long. Go put a team together and get in this thing. It's going to be an awesome tournament again. Over absolutely. Yeah, and you get to yeah, you might get to beat McIsaac and I, and then you can stick it to us after the game. We won't handle it well, but you knew that, that coming into it. So just do what you got to do. That's true. Uh, all right. So coming up this week, uh, Thursday, I'm actually going to be. At Oyster River for uh, WNTK, uh, as uh, Kearsarge goes to Oyster River, that'll be a good one in Division Two. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, Trumbly's playing great for Kearsarge. Yeah, and then Friday, uh, Alvern Winnicott it for MOSN and NHSportsPage.com. And, and uh, last regular season bowling event of the year for Spalding Bowling. If you want to get to Merrimack Ten Pin venue change from Manchester to Merrimack, uh, you should get to that Saturday morning at nine. You got nothing else to do, so come on down. What do you got going on this weekend, Dave? 
We got Friday night. We go into Pittsfield. Uh, Jennifer Kickruth, the franchise, and I covering uh, Pittsfield at home against Epping. Epping trying to get the one seed, and uh, so that would be a good one uh, Friday night. And then uh, obviously the Hampshire High School show on Saturday. Leo Gerskorn from Conval will be our guest. Uh, Pete and I will break down every game as we always do. And man, the listens on those have been big. And uh, and all the videos, we should, I've got like 10 videos coming to me from locker room members. Can we please get these things going? Please tell J.J. Abrams to stop editing and get these videos to me. <laughs> they all been working. on The New Market kids, the Guilford kids are all working on these videos. Just get them done. Let's go. It's time to go. they got to put the lens flare on them to get them to make them perfect. So really? I mean, what? We doing a spring release so you can have it against the Avengers? I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, you like, gotta, let's go. you got to have a Memorial Day. That's a big a big movie weekend. That's when they come out, Dave. So Yeah, that's, uh, that's when we're going to debut the <laughs> New Market and Guilford, you know, four kids each videos. So good grief, Charlie Brown. Let's get this thing moving. All right. Well, Thursday, thoughts tomorrow from Dave as well. But uh, thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll be back next week with more 3 Up, 3 Down. Uh, thanks to Concord Orthopedics for sponsoring. And we'll see you at the games.